welcome survivors, burnout community, and those just interested. It's Kelly Bubolt's owner, trainer, and burnout prevention mentor at KB Training Connections. Burnout is not taboo. It's our reality in this fast-paced society. But we are not going to let it drive the narrative to our stories. We're going to do something about it. So let's dig in. We're going to be talking about drama. Drama fuels our behaviors like no other. Our subconscious runs our behaviors 95% of the time. And our subconscious loves drama. And the interesting thing when I teach the drama triangle is we kind of play uh, the victim, the villain, or the hero at any point in time. But there's a positive and a negative side to this triangle. Obviously, the negative side is more of your storyline. And that's why we love to read books and read stories and, and watch movies. They always have a victim, a villain, and a hero. But let's explore the brain's fascination with drama a little bit because it can cause our own pain and feed our burnout. It can cause these stories and negative narratives to run in our head and into a point that's out of control. So the reason behind the brain's attraction to drama and and these negative events is really our survival instincts. It's influenced by our brain's response to dramatic situations. It's trying to keep us safe. It's trying to figure out if we fight, fight, or flees. We don't have as much danger as we did 200, 300, 500 years ago. So our brain still has the same functions, but it's almost seeking the drama because we don't have it around us. So it feeds us this negativity bias, these negative narratives to pay attention to. Kind of like a negative stimuli that it's used to, that we're programmed for. And since we're not receiving it, we're creating it. The reason why we're kind of addicted to drama and these negative narratives is it triggers the brain's reward system and releases stress hormones. And our body can actually get addicted to certain rhythms of that. So the role of dopamine, cortisol, and the rhythms that you get, your body can get used to the adrenaline rushes and the effects of our body and mind when those are released. For example, if you're in a high stress situation over and over and over again for weeks, months, even years, and say you just completely reset, you want to start over, you're burnt out, you rest for a little bit, and then you get back out there, your body's going to crave these same chemical rhythms and patterns that it did before, these same dopamine and cortisol and adrenaline effects on your body and mind. It will almost seek out stress. It will seek out old behaviors because they gave you those old patterns that your body was used to. And it's interesting, as much as we want to try it, there's a lot of external factors and variables that go into this that constantly feed us drama that we have to fight. Example, social media and news consumption. It fuels this attraction. That's why we can't stay off social media. Besides the little hits of dopamine for feeling like we completed something because we scrolled, we finished a one minute video, we get a little hit of dopamine, which is actually fake dopamine, it's not natural because we didn't actually accomplish anything. The impact of these type of things like news and social media platforms provides us constant streams of this drama. There's a reason why headlines and news have such dramatic wording is to capture your attention and play into this drama triangle. Are you the victim? Can you relate? Are you the villain? Are you part of these groups? Are you the hero? How can you fix everyone? that savior complex. 
And it's interesting when you really dig into social media news, the algorithms that promote and engage with the dramatic content leads to this feedback loop that feeds you more and heightens it for others. So then more people want to join and we get into that group and tribal mentality to hop on the wagon of the drama. So that's a little background on the drama. We're going basic here in the workshops and the leadership workshops. When we go into the drama triangle, we dig into each character, their behaviors, their responses, their natural tendencies a little bit further. But I would just want to graze the surface on this episode just to bring some awareness to it on how our brain is seeking this drama, the background of it, and then some things we can do to start to switch the script on it. The negative impact of drama is basically your well-being. It can affect your mental health, your relationships, your productivity, because you're basically making up stories in your head, filling in the blanks. Excessive exposure to drama can lead to increased stress and anxiety and depression. Psychologists have now linked 40, over 40% increase in stress, anxiety, and depression behavioral disorders. So now we're talking clinical because it's been so chronic that now clinically, chemically, it's being changed. Psychologists have now linked 40% increase in stress and anxiety and even depression for excessive social media users because that feed into the drama negative narrative is so constant. It's actually changing the chemical makeup in their mental health and how their body is responding, which you can see how that would strain relationships and create social environments that are so negative that you don't want to go out into the community, that you don't want to go to work, that you don't want to see friends or family or your partner anymore because you've made up this whole story inside our heads. Being preoccupied with drama obviously can hinder productivity and focus and important tasks. And that's important for you. That's important for the burnout community because we're trying to get out of the darkness, not keep ourselves there. And we don't have any energy. So even though we think that we're just laying on the couch and we're resting while we scroll social media, we're actually exhausting ourselves because that drama is draining. So here's a few things that you can do to counteract the brain's love for drama. Drama will be here. Drama will always continue. And the brain is always seeking it. So that's where the drama triangle comes in to go from victim to the doer. From the hero to the coach. From the villain to the challenger. The healthy conflict. The healthy challenge. Because it will always be here. So why fight it? We can change the response, not the trigger. So here's a few strategies to counteract the brain's love for drama. Let's focus on some mindfulness and self-awareness. If you are the gossiper, if you know you do this, it's time to start correcting it. You gotta realize the importance of being present and aware of our thoughts and emotions. If I wake up and I'm like, today's gonna suck, my brain is gonna look for proof of that all day long. If I scroll on social media and I want to be her and I wish I was him and I look like that person, that mental health causes me anxiety, it causes me um, low self-worth, it, it causes me to forget all the great things that I'm doing because of that small little drama that I've introduced into my life. Providing some of these self-awareness exercises and techniques, we go through them in my coaching program, we go through them in the Compass program. They will help individuals like you recognize the drama triggers and respond in a more positive manner, respond in a more productive manner to get yourself out of this like drama cycle that it's sucking you into. 
Another strategy you can do is just reduce and moderate your media consumption. I am still on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, you name it all for my business, but I moderate it. I don't even have the apps on my phone anymore. I have to old school sign in on a desktop. If I want to go on, respond to messages, upload a video because I couldn't control myself and I wasn't even that bad. I really only went on maybe an hour a day. But muscle memory, my, my muscles wanted to just futz around on my phone. My brain automatically, when I was tired or when to check out, when to go to those apps, I had to completely remove the response mechanisms that I was used to. Similar with processed foods, I had to remove a lot of the processed foods so I wouldn't eat them. So encouraging this media consumption to be moderate or non-existent will set some limits on your usage. Or select new sources that are a little bit more positive. Select some accounts to follow that are a little bit more uplifting. And you don't feel crummy after you do it. Another strategy is ha being around a very positive environment and relationships. It sounds easier than it is, I know, but guess what? That same social media world, that same internet that the social media world uses also has groups of weirdos just like you, groups of weirdos just like me. Find your people. It's important to surround oneself with the positive and supportive people of your world. And then set boundaries for the rest. The rest of the individuals who are consistently bringing drama into our lives. And it, and it takes time. But once you set those boundaries and you start surrounding yourself with the people where you want to go, the drama doesn't hit you as hard, right? We're building up that resiliency armor to let things bounce off of us. Another strategy is positive thinking. I know that's so annoying. <laughs> I used to think practicing gratitude and positive thinking was annoying because it kind of is, right? You're making up things in your head in order to make yourself feel better. But the power of it is actually rewiring your brain to focus on those things. Now that I can get aligned with. I don't want to make up a false reality. But let's just be very honest that this world will feed you whatever negative things that you open your eyes to. We don't have to work very hard for that to be fed. It is hard work, however, to focus on the good and the positive. And when you do, you start to see more good and positive over the negative in a lot of situations, a lot of events that you're gonna encounter, a lot of people that suddenly don't bother you anymore. So there is power in rewiring the brain to focus just a little bit more on the positive things that are presented to you in the day versus the negative. And then share, you know, some of the exercises with others that are, are working for you. Sometimes sharing with others, mentoring others, um, leading others in these type of engaging tasks that are working for you will actually keep momentum up in your practice. Another strategy is just engaging in produ productive activities. If you are being productive, you're really involved with a hobby, you're working on a, a project that you're gonna feel super prideful and energized after, you're probably not gonna be too free for drama. You're not gonna be free to scroll on social media. You're doing re-energizing tasks, you're focusing on yourself. The benefits of these activities promote not only your personal growth, but your well-being. 
These hobbies, these exercise routines, these learning opportunities can redirect your focus from this drama to personal development. It's important that the main part that you get out of this episode is to minimize the drama. Because when you minimize that, there's room to foster positivity. There's room to work on yourself. There's room to move forward. Because the thing about this drama triangle with the victim and the villain and the hero is even though in movies there's always a good ending, it's because they move to the positive side of the drama triangle. The coach, the doer, the challenger. But if you stay in that original triangle, the victim, the hero, the villain, it spins like that and it's exhausting. I really appreciate, and this is my positive, right? This is my gratitude positive. I appreciate your attention and your feedback on this podcast to stay connected to reach out with questions and continue your journey. Aside from my Compass program, which is an online independent course, I'm celebrating some big wins with my book by offering a discounted coaching session the rest of 2023. Use coupon code ENERGIZED2023. E-N-E-R-G-I-Z-E-D-2023. I know you're not lazy. Most people in burnout are high performers, those serving others before themselves. Don't discount the step today, the step in which you focus on your self-growth. Piecing together the puzzle is half the journey. Rediscovering energy through new actions and habits is the other. Do not underestimate the strength in your actions and the beast to do hard things that lies within you. Check out more burnout resources on my website to move from zombie mode back to liveliness. See you soon.